Hello! Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast episode. Bobby is here, and he's going to take over the intro, because I just shat the bed. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, they caught us a bit by surprise. I'm Bobby. I'm Amanda. I'm still confused. I don't know what that was, or we didn't go over that. Usually, uh, Christian's very regimented, but not today. Today, he uh, he he did what he did that, and here's the show, guys. He here's did the show. That. Here uh, how was everybody's weekend? Pretty, oh. Uh, oh, pretty solid. I didn't do shit except play a lot of video games. That's what we like here at the mm-hmm. DLG. Yeah. Uh, I mean, about the same for me. So this weekend I had uh, the usual amount of free time. Next weekend is going to be really difficult for me. I'm going to be working all weekend, Um, but that's okay. Sometimes you got to do that. We don't have Nick with here today because he is moving into his new house in Texas, um, getting settled in. It looks like, or is he making the drive? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, he's He's starting the drive drive probably tomorrow, I guess, or maybe today. I don't know. Do we have his address? Maybe we can uh, just do a quick little doxy poo. It's Texas. It's Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere Somewhere in in Texas. Can't be far. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Texas Uh, is such a small state. I'm sure it'd be really easy to find him. Mm -hmm. Amanda's (laughs) like, I, uh, you know, I played video games all weekend. And Bobby's like, yeah, me too. (laughs) I had a weird week, man. I had a weird week. I mean, I did. I couldn't uh, really get into anything in particular, so it was kind of a a light smattering of games, which I'll talk about later. But Mm. let's talk about games that are on our radar, games that have come to our attention. We've talked about this one before, The Outlast Trials. This one is uh, the only reason I put it up again is because we have a release date, which I don't think we had before. Um, It is coming out. May 18th. If you don't know what Outlast is, um, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. I mean, everybody knows this game. Right? It's like the classic uh, horror survivor uh, survival game. Um, one of those run and hide games. Uh, this one looks like it's going to be more of the same. You know, I love the original ones. Never finished the second one, though. Um, but this one is going to be co-op. That's the whole big thing. It also takes place in... Uh, in Russia in the past, like maybe about 70 years ago in the in the past. And you're part of this testing facility where they're running a bunch of tests on people um, in, in the science lab. Uh, but the multiplayer, the, the co-op angle could be really good for this. Although I wonder how that plays out in a horror game. Maybe they're trying to take a little piece of that phasmophobia co-op horror pie, but mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. May 18th. Cool. Uh, Bobby doing the gatekeeping. Here in the DLG. Um, Bobby, I don't know why you didn't put this on your radar. Did you see that someone had put, or somebody made Jedi Outcast VR? And um, it's on the yeah. Oculus uh, systems. I don't know if it if that means it's not on the, on the Steam side of things. Mm. Um, but yeah, apparently it's pretty great. Um, I don't know if it's a full release release but from what i read in the small article uh there are some pretty big bugs in it but it, it doesn't matter because the game and playing the game in that perspective is so much fun yeah mm-hmm. that would be amazing yeah. i would love to just sit there with a lightsaber you know like in vr it'll be it'll feel so real then i'll be a real jedi you would well, they, they had that vader game right vader immortal 
Yeah. I think, yeah, that was, uh, I heard it was really good, but very short. Uh, Jedi, Jedi Outcast was a good game. I mean, that's basically a newer version of, uh, Dark Forces 2. Um, you know, it, it came out shortly afterwards. And I think it was the last game in in the um Jedi Knight or the Dark Forces series. But that's the one that got modded into what do they call it? Movie Battles. Movie Battles was a super popular mod that people still play that uh uses that game um and turns it into like a, a class-based shooter almost. Um but yeah, people won't let these games go, man. They they hold up. These were really good games. Even even to uh, this day, I think they hold up. Are you in possession and of the Oculus one, probably? The Oculus, yeah, but it's broken, I think. It's Throw got it in this the trash, dude. Black, yeah, it. it's an Oculus one. Yeah. But it's got this black spot, and I thought, like, oh, there's a smudge on here or something. No, it's like part of the screen is damaged in it. Oh. Uh, so, we, uh, oh, no. How did I don't even remember how we got the uh development kit for the um Chad got that. Did he? Yeah, the very oh, first Oculus. Chad got yeah. the, they called it like the DK one or something. Yeah, the DK one, yeah. And yeah. then it made me want to throw up after playing it for fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, well the it was like looking through a screen door. The graphics yeah. were just absolutely terrible on those. Yeah, but it was cool that we got something early. Yeah. Mm. Um, speaking speaking of, about uh, something well, early, what about getting crabs? Wow, that just <laughs> shit right on my transition. It's all good, dude. <laughs> That's the theme of the show, but it's all right. We're gonna we're gonna retake this, and you know what? I'm gonna be a champion with this shit. So, speaking of which, Crab Champions. That's Damn. the game that I put on my on the radar. It was released on April 1st. This is not an April Fool's joke, though. It fucking might as well be because it's pretty hilarious. You are essentially you're a crab, and it is a action roguelike third person shooter where once again, you're a crab. And this was rated overwhelmingly positive. But I also, I mean, how could it not be? You can be this little crab hipping and hopping around, dual pistols shooting all these other crabs, and you're trying to be the most powerful crab that you could possibly ever become. The Um, crabbiest crab. The crabbiest crab of crabs. Yeah, and so it looks just awesome. It is basically a looter shooter. Um, that runs about 20 to 40 minutes with runs and you can select an option to where you just loop endlessly to try and survive as long as you can of just waves of crabs that you're fighting and other people that you're fighting because this is a multiplayer game so you can fight each other and it looks like you get different guns and you can kind of dodge and jump around um this game looks fucking stupid and i love it for that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it is 10 bucks and so, like I said, rated overwhelmingly positive by 98%. Do so, you guys like super- crabs? Just I just general? think that they're funny, yeah. Well, I mean, two things here. Number one, this game came out on April 1st. So I don't know if it was supposed to be like an April Fool's joke or something, because it seems a little ridiculous. But number two, don't crabs walk side to side and not straight ahead? Typically, what do you yeah. do in well, shooters, dude? You strafe the whole time. This is yeah, perfect. It's perfect for it because you are you are striding like you are kiting basically the whole time in crab walking. Okay, I'm just watching the video on the Steam page and I don't see a lot of side to side movement here. I don't so think it's, it's, it's a taking lot, me out of the crab. Universe. It kind of rem- <laughs> it kind of reminds me of King of the Crabs because the King uh, of Crabs game was multiplayer and like you popped in and it was basically like. Um, 
it was like a battle royale was king of crabs and so i almost feel like this is adjacent to that but instead it's more roguelike and there's others like this almost feels like it's going to be like a risk of rain but with crabs instead of king of crabs which was like a pub g of crabs but if that makes sense biology wise this is more like a crab like bobby and not like yeah. you know yeah <laughs> this a is a crab light because you can you know you can walk forward yeah. <laughs> so. um have you guys seen that meme where like some fish or something is fucking with a crab like he's gonna eat it and the crab just rips off his own arm and throws it at the fish and runs away <laughs> it's so funny I don't think I it's very funny it. yeah well, all right well um, I, I guess mean, the first thing oh uh, oh well i feel like I was you guys just, need to battle you guys need to fight yeah oh, we, she's need to right. have, we need to have a fight you know <laughs> i was just gonna well i was just Go gonna ahead. say what's not fucking funny is aliens i i would imagine you know so what's uh bobby what's aliens the dark descent about oh aliens dark descent so this game doesn't come out for a little while here but i want to throw it on the radar just in case it's not coming out till june 20th um this is an rts aliens uh themed game um it's an RTS, but it looks like it should be a tactical turn-based game. So I'm a little confused. I want to see how this plays out. And I was hoping Nick would be here today because the developer of this game made the Battlefleet Gothic Armada. Is that what they're called? Battlefleet yep. Gothic Armada. Yeah. yeah, you got it. Yeah. Um, it's Tindalos Interactive, and they made those games. And I, I'm pretty sure Nick has played those games, and I thought maybe he could talk about what the gameplay was like in that, because I assume it's going to be the same in this game, Aliens Dark Descent. Because if you look at the the videos and the screenshots, you've got four and at times five characters that you're moving around on the screen. And in a typical, uh, typical, ta- uh, tactical, ter- typical tactical turn-based shooter... Ooh. <laughs> Uh, that's a mouthful. But this is um, real time. Yeah, exactly. This is real time. But in a in a turn-based shooter, like that's not a problem. You have all these characters, they have all their special abilities or different weapons, like you you go at your own pace. But in real-time strategy, how are you going to control five different characters each with their own unique abilities? That seems like a lot. I so feel like I'm, it's a like kind of probably plays with like a MOBA, you know? Um, well, we just lost audio on you. Did anyone else hear that? No, unfortunately, mm. Emilio has died. Um, okay. He's well, no longer he with us. Risen. It was there a good go. run. While is, that, is that better? Oh, uh, yeah. And on the I'm, third I'm second, back. he came back. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what um, you did there. I f- uh, I'm guessing it feels like a, it plays like a MOBA. Maybe each um, special ability is on a cooldown. Yeah, but on a mobile, you control one character, and that's enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with Battlefleet and the Battlestar Galactica games, you queue up multiple orders, and then it plays like a mini-movie, and then it pauses. But this is not that. This is full RTS, Bobby? It says it's an RTS. Gotcha. So I don't don't know. And there's not enough in the footage or the screenshots or the description on the Steam page to lead me to believe that there's any like that but again like if I, i'm assuming because it's from the developers of battlefleet gothic armada that it's going to play like those games so i i haven't played those games so i don't know what that is that's why i was kind of hoping nick would be around to explain but either um, way you know i love a good aliens game yeah i mean uh i saw this i could have sworn i put it on the radar a couple weeks ago uh but graphically it looks good and trying something new i'm always i'm always down for that um yeah. later on 
I'll be talking about a, oh, right now I'll talk about it. There's an action RTS, and that's Minecraft Legends. Um, I am not a Minecraft person at all. I don't understand it, really. I don't get the appeal, but lots of people love it. So um, it's crazy that, like, there's only been Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons, there was like there was like a Diablo like, and then there's this, which is Minecraft Legends. So it's an action RTS. So uh, if anybody ever played Overlord, um, that was like you play it as a like a necromancer or something that create uh, that controls a bunch of goblins. It's something like that. You're create you're controlling a horde by playing music. So you run around. Um, the fields and you win over um, creatures that live out out in the fields, I guess, and uh, you use them as your minions and you attack things. So you can attack um, uh, dungeons or whatever is in the single player game. Um, but then uh, it looks like what they're pushing here is the multiplayer. So in the multiplayer, you can make your own castles and um you know design obviously it's minecraft so you can design it however the hell you want and it, it will have to test it will have to stand uh against the assaults of various other online people um it's almost like one of those um loot you know loot while the other person's offline kind of thing so your defenses see how many how well your defenses hold up against the internet you know that kind of thing um I don't know if there's actual like one-on-one multiplayer, um, but uh, ACG is the review that I watched, and he said the thing is a blast. And there's like um, he said PC was the worst version, worst version that he played um, because there wasn't a lot of options and the controllers were kind of weird. But um, that the game is very very fun. So um, yeah, I don't know if this is like something particularly just for minecraft players i don't feel like it is i feel like um some other people can get into it although it does skew for a younger audience Hmm. yeah well it does say on the steam page online co-op and online pvp and the reviews and the reviews are around 70 yeah it's like a lot of is yeah, I don't know, man. I see anything Minecraft, and I'm just not interested, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, yeah. graphically, it does nothing for me. I, I think the graphics only do think it, it's nostalgia, right? I mean, that's why people love that look. Well, that's what the original My- Minecraft had is those graphics. And I think, I, I think you're right. They do cater towards a younger audience. So it's not really the graphics that turn me off. I just know that a Minecraft game and that this was the complaint about the other Minecraft game. The one that was a dungeon crawler was that, yeah, it's good, but it's like a really dumbed down version of a dungeon crawler, right. you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's targeted towards really little kids. So anytime I see something like this, I just kind of know that it's going to be a little too simple for me. I will say though, I think it's cool that it's, relatively new you know like an action rts and also the whole base building and base defending thing so i uh like you guys know by now i like new things and this is newish 
Yeah. So they could have easily just put Minecraft into a first person shooter or something like that. But at least they're trying to try new things. That's true. I'm kind of the same way, though. I still don't really like uh, Minecraft either, though, for some reason. I mean, crafting survivals are my fucking jam, but uh, Minecraft has just I've never been able to stick with it. And I'm not exactly sure too much why. I know graphics is part of it, but I don't know. There's just something lacking with it, too, to me, at least. I'll play Minecraft with my brother and I'll be like tending to a garden and, you know, mining with my pickaxe and i'll turn around and he's like christian i just got uh redstone and we have lights in our place controlled by this power plant and look at our automated (laughs) sheep harvesting thing look the sheep fall down here they reproduce they die and then they go back to the top and i'm like dude you i you've lost me like it's too much you've automated stuff and so i feel like for the automators minecraft is really awesome but for Someone who likes to play crafting survivals for the more survival element, maybe not so much. I don't know. But before you log off, bro, look at my petunias. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for real. Yeah. And and it's interesting because what you were talking about too, Emilio, with like music being a a decent part inside of the game, right? Because that was this one. Um, Another game that I think has some great music with it is uh, Slayer's slash terminal aftermath vengeance of the slayer it's a long ass name um for a cool ass game i'm just gonna put it that way it's coming out soon i don't exactly know when but it is a retro shooter straight out of the 90s pretty much which i played the demo for quite a while and yeah it gives me a lot of doom vibes but it's uh playing metal and like the music in this is just awesome and so you're kind of like you got you're trying to be like an ex-slayer is what they call you. You're like this uh, this dude that has his like twisted music and uh, you're trying to blow everything up. And so <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just it looks like it's really, really cool. This was put on uh, the radar by Burn Division, which he and hopefully we are going to have like a crossover podcast uh, with his podcast, Breathing New Life, that is about new metal. And so this mm. game kind of has parts of that as well. But I'm. I mean, I played the demo of it, and this shit's just fun. You're, like, trying to shoot and kill these psychos, and they're just saying the ridiculous shit, like, yeah, take that, mom. Zane, where's Zane? Like, and it's just so, to me, it's so funny. And at one point, like, the toilet clogs and a bunch of, like, killer poops are after you, and you could take, like, shotguns and rockets and blow them all up. This game's awesome. I definitely would recommend the demo because it's just fucking funny. Very hilarious. Um, And I'm looking forward to when it comes out. But when it comes out, I don't know soon yeah uh yeah it could be fun music definitely helps carry things sometimes yeah the music is awesome in this it's it's really really fucking good kill everything next up that i don't know if it has music or not predecessor uh it is a you know well it's a 3d sorry third person moba and as soon as I read third-person MOBA, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if those are the assets from uh, the Epic game. I can't remember. Paragon. The Paragon. Paragon. And then, so I saw the first shot, and I was like, oh, I know that temple. Yeah, yeah, this is Paragon assets. But that doesn't mean that, like, I should instantly be like, oh, oh that's going to be shit or nothing like that. Not. 
actually um kudos for taking advantage of an opportunity i think um there's been a few of these though um i can remember probably about four maybe and um this looks good i mean they all look good um i think a lot of people take are you uh, saying there are four other games that use the assets from paragon at yeah, least yeah. Say. yeah yeah okay because yeah. I remember when that happened, when Paragon went away and they said, don't worry, like where the assets are going out there and people are going to make their own games. And then I don't ever remember seeing any of them. Oh, there's been a fuck ton, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they just did it. You know, having an idea and also having a resource doesn't also mean that you're good at business and you're good at everything else. The multi, no. uh, the online part of it, like there's so much facets. Although it does give you a head start, it doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. And, you know, I I liked Paragon, and I liked where it was going. Uh, me and, you know, if it was up to me, all MOBAs, MOBAs would be third person. Um, I, I I think it's a superior one, but, you know, I've never been into the clicky, clicky stuff. Um, so, anyway, I'm I find glad it's so hard to line up line up skill shots in a third person perspective. Like it's yeah, hard to hard. gauge distance. Yeah. Good. Skill, skill issue, dude. Good. No, it's a skill <laughs> issue. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, I don't know, dude, Just fucking guaranteed hits is ridiculous to me. Like uh, the, 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 the thought no, of there's it. not guaranteed hits in a top-down MOBA, though. I mean, you still have to aim skill shots depending on the ability you're using, but I'm just saying it, 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 it's not that it's hard. It's like by that, Logic, you could say covering one eye while you play a video game m- makes it more difficult. Therefore, it's better. You know, it just it feels like unnecessarily uh, bad. And I didn't realize that until I started wrong. Playing these oh, wrong. <laughs> so wrong. What? Uh, first know. of all, m- most first of all, m- more immersive because it's closer to real life. Second of all, you can sneak up because, on people from I mean, behind. That's not any sort of point towards like the the value of a video game that it's more realistic. I mean, it's kind of like, Oh, sometimes like, yeah, but like that doesn't make a good video game. Like video games aren't realistic Mm. in general. Then let's just go strike the word immersive from every video game review (laughs) for the last 50 years. And as a I mean, immersive just means you forget about the outside world. Like it draws you in. It doesn't mean it's realistic. It's a different okay. experience, Bobby. Not necessarily <laughs> yeah. negative. Keep your top-down shenanigans, you know, on your side the of the one mobile I, line. The part I really liked is that you can sneak up on people or be snuck up on if you're not mm-hmm. constantly looking behind yeah, you. Yeah, so when you play the game, you constantly have to snap back and look behind you, which is just yeah. a weird way to play. <laughs> it's immersive. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I also prefer top down, just yeah. for the record. Yeah. Well, I mean, so does everybody else. These third third person mobas never really caught on, except for Smite, which has done pretty well. I, I mean, not like as good as the other ones, but it's like maintained its audience, which is impressive over all these years. Ten thousand yeah. playing now. I played. Uh, uh, that's one thousand. Oh yeah, sorry, one thousand. <laughs> wow, I just made up a number. Uh, one thousand <laughs> playing now. I played another one of these games called uh, Over. Overmind the champion or I forget, but it had a player count of like 300, but it was exactly Paragon. Like as far as I could tell, no changes. Mm. And this looks Uh-oh. very similar. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the environments look exactly like, but I think the characters new, right? right? I don't, I don't notice a new character here, but. Oh, Maybe I'm complete. Maybe it's been so long that I forgot. It's been a while since Paragon. I I will say these assets are starting to look pretty dated, though. When was Paragon out? Like 2015? 
It was a while ago. These we should tell dated. TF2 they should move the top down so that we don't have to look behind TF2's ourselves. TF2's not a MOBA. It's a first-person shooter. <laughs> Just saying. Um, the, problem, the, the real issue that I have, and I noticed this when I went back to Smite, is that um, you when you shoot your abilities, uh, you gauge the distance by adjusting what is that like the vertical yaw uh-huh. or whatever i don't know like you move your character's view up and down so in order to shoot very far you have to mu- move your plane of view very low to the ground so it's actually uh, a little more difficult to see the ground and how far you're shooting it so i i don't know it's it's like counterintuitive it just doesn't work well with that but i it's all a matter of preference i guess oh but do you have your you have your, um, I feel like you have your controls inverted, right? Because like if if I wanted to shoot something far, I think I, I mouse down like towards myself, no? Yeah, no, that's what I do too. But oh, it changes okay. your field, your angle of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So totally. it's closer to the ground. So imagine yeah. like getting on the floor and looking out towards someone and then trying to guess a distance as opposed to being up high and looking down on the ground and guessing the distance. What so. a, you have such a God complex, dude. Looking down. <laughs> just want to look down. <laughs> if we don't move on, it. if we don't move on, Amanda's going to just start playing Valheim. She's going to be having a great yeah. fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it for on the radar. Let's talk about some games that we have played. Yeah, I can start with uh, with Small Land, Survive the Wilds. Um, not Valheim. I played a lot of Valheim as well. Totally separate game. But similar in the sense that, um, you know, you're just a, a little... I mean, the Viking in, in Valheim's not little, but they seem like it. So anyway, Small Land, Survive the Wilds is a small person. Um, like, honey, I shrunk the kids kind of small. You're smaller than bugs. And it's a crafting survival game. Um, it's been such a damn blast you're like these little i i don't know they they remind me of like little fae or fairy people and like they're just they're so cute although i hope we do get wings that i'm not sure but um sniper has a group every tuesday that we've been playing and slowly building and stuff and these bees man let me tell you about these fucking bees these bees go on patrol and i'm just trying to gather stuff like uh you know gather some things from some poppies and i always got to worry about the damn bees because they will find you and they will run and uh follow you around but i'm having a blast so far with this i typically really love these kind of games because i don't know i view that cutting down trees and grabbing stone and pickaxing stuff it's like it's therapeutic in a sense to me it's kind of like the same as like a zen garden or something or like a mandala where you just like you spend all this time creating something beautiful and then it's just gone and that's fucking life like and so to me these games are really soothing because it's kind of something like that i love building a beautiful little house and designing it and especially playing that with my buds where we can all fuck up an ant you know with with little little things that we found from little fiber and little piece of stone. Like you see this big hammer going around, but it's probably not a hammer. It's probably a little pebble, you know, he's just <laughs> beating the shit out of bugs with pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> How much uh, time did you put into that? Oh, uh, I don't think I've put in a crazy amount of time. Cause usually this, uh, this time zone difference and also working an early shift is fucking me over for trying to like play with friends um so it's only been like five or six hours i think so sniper might be a a better person or christian might be a better person to talk about with you know with what's going on and what it's like just navigating through a forest with your friends that are smaller than butterflies yeah sniper sniper you played this and you also played um grounded 
Uh, no, I haven't right. played Grounded. No, I've oh. played Grounded. I've played it. Uh, how do, can you compare the two? I think this is a lot better than Grounded. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this is a lot cooler than Grounded. I think with Grounded, you're basically just killing everything. But here in Small Lands, you can tame stuff. So like I could make a little butterfly garden and potentially have everybody fly on, you know, on creatures, which is cool. That adds a whole like arc almost element to mm-hmm. it. Um, whereas grounded didn't really feel like that to me, uh, not as much like arc, but obviously still being a crafting survival, but I would pick this over grounded any day. This is much more fun. Oh, wow. Grounded's only four players, right? Yeah. Grounded's only four players. And I think, uh, small lands goes up to 10, right? Christian. Yeah. 10, but they don't have dedicated servers yet. So someone does have to be on, but that's okay with my theory on survival crafting games and uh, how you can play them for a really long time and not get burnt out. Oh, right, right, right. I think um, what Small End does different is that your base that you build in a big tree and it's awesome getting to the top of this. You have to hop on all these mushrooms and these pieces of bark that are on the outside of the tree and it feels like you're climbing a mountain even though it's just a tree and uh, there's like wasp nests uh, on the side or there'll be ants crawling up that'll try to fuck you up and when you get to the top you talk to this little owl and he says do you want to make this tree your home and perfect so this tree is now your home there's a bunch of flat land on the top and you start building your tree house but as you move into the survival crafting map there's other trees and if you climb those trees you talk to those owls you can move you can teleport your base to these new trees so in survival crafting usually Mm. you have this thing where you have a bunch of small bases and as you move into areas with different resources you build extra bases but in small land you just take it with you so I, I kind of like that take um, so far. I don't know. Maybe it'll get boring or cool. It's always cool to make a new base, but definitely uh, uh, a neat little feature. I think so, yeah, too. I, I like that cool. a lot. I like that. You're it's like a like, turtle. You're taking your home with you. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly right. Yeah. It's you're taking your turtle and your shell and all your homies with you with each uh, spot. And then you can ride a wonderful little balloon, like hot air balloon up to the top of it, which is so much fun and just beautiful. And I've used that quite a few times to escape these motherfucking bees that are always coming after you because you got to watch out, man. They will hunt you down and they'll follow you right to your house. But then if you just hop in that air balloon, they're not going to get you. So that's good because you can move faster than that. So bye bye. Sucker fools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right now we've moved in uh, a bit further. Uh, We're on our second tree house. And in the distance, there's this big, humongous looking church. And uh, we haven't run into any uh, human made structures. We found like bottle caps, which are huge, and we need them for certain stuff, but no like, yeah, decrepit buildings or anything like that. So I'm excited to keep playing and see what's going on. Uh, Looks like there's a winter biome too. That might be the final area. And the game is in early access. So, uh, you know, we're going to get to the end and there's going to feel like maybe not enough content when we get there, unfortunately. But that's just the way these things go. So no knock on the game. I would say most crafting survivals are like that. They're kind of always like a work in progress with the community. And part of me does enjoy that. And part of that is frustrating. It's like the gamer in me finds that frustrating because it's like, I don't want to pay you money until your game is complete. Right. But crafting survivals, like their cornerstone is their community. And so, because so much things about the crafting survival is made by that is made by like the role playing servers and like the people that are building like essentially little communes together, like on a, 
virtual space, right? Yeah. And so how those communities are built obviously will impact and be really good feedback for developers to continuously support their one thing. Because like that's the thing is like revisiting Valheim, I feel like I am back to how it was before when I did burn out. Because yeah, Christian, I think you have a good plan of kind of like, you know, basically it's like it's snacking. You're grazing a survival instead yeah. of just shoving your face in a buffet and then barfing it up because you're done. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's- yeah. But it's so easy to. These games get are are so addictive, so fun to They're get into. So addictive. Yeah. So I totally see it. But uh yeah, I treat it like a D session more than like, I don't know, a video game. Like just have a set time, have people show up and see what happens. Christian, I, I want to modify. Way. I want to modify your uh, whole thing, even though I don't play these games and I don't play with you. Okay, perfect. Are you, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, perfect. cool. <laughs> so, uh, how many people in your group? Your D and D survival group? Uh, I don't know. Uh, six to um, six to eight, depending on the day. Okay, yeah. but yeah, exactly. So six to eight, they can't all play every week or whatever the time is, right? No, no. But can those people that missed it make up that time? Like, if you guys played for three hours, that person that missed it can play for three hours? No, because it, it needs to be, the server needs to be when he's online. So the oh. only time that every, then this is probably a big downside, in my opinion, to small land is because, yeah, obviously I don't like that. I'm on, usually I can game when a bunch of people are still at work. And so like, right. I would have loved to been able to like make up the time and join in and kind of catch up. But I, I can't, like yeah. I can only play when Christian's playing because it's his server. Yeah. Gotcha. When they add the dedicated servers, I think I will modify my opinion a little bit on these. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Maybe, maybe you can get one hour ahead of everybody. Exactly. Else, but nobody can go past that one hour. Like, we all kind of gentleman agreement to just, if you go on when no one else is playing, just make sure right. not to go a certain amount ahead to yeah, not exactly. yeah. for everyone yep. else. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. A true comment. And kind of bringing it back to Valheim, like Festidius just opened up his server again. And that's actually how he runs his server is he has it where it's group and server wide completing the boss. So that way everybody is kind of around the same. Like he doesn't want everybody to be like way too far out there with what they can build and design because it is like a group of everybody playing together, you know. Yeah, I could I can attest to that. Uh, I joined Valheim. John and I both bought it and downloaded it and joined your guys' server, and we were told to collect rocks for you guys because, um, you know, the the palace with all the portals needed more rocks. <laughs> so that's what we did, and then we never played again. Riveting gameplay. Riveting gameplay. Hey. Go back to your top-down hey, universe hey. over there, bud. Come check out this new <laughs> game with us. You got to play. You got to play this cool new game with us. Awesome. All right, you're on rock duty. <laughs> no, I Everyone have a, a feeling. Role. Everyone has I a have role. a yeah, and I have a feeling that you guys fucking asked what can you do to help, and that was given to you. It wasn't like, uh, oh, hey, welcome for joining. You, how dare you be rocks. so helpful? Do not be that uh, helpful. Do not. <laughs> I, I am. I'm being a bit facetious. What was told was. Um, to be exact was here let us show you around and i think it was i think it was clown lotion that showed us around like these are the portals that take you to the different parts uh definitely don't jump into this one this is the, our most advanced portal uh here's our kitchens here's our this or this or this and this and all these different things and they're like and either he or amanda told us this little 
this little shitty swamp looking beach, you can build a house there. And so we're like, okay. So he started building a shitty little shack next to this palace. And I don't know why. I don't know why we did that. But it's it's because you had again. to level it up. Like you have to build a shitty little piece uh, no, of a house. You have to build it. You have to everybody build it. does. No, everybody does. That's how you level your shit up. Uh-huh. That's what, it, like you can't just pop in and it's like palace. Here you go. Like I mean, you can if you're playing with like SOCOM or something because it'll break games and it's great if you want to do that. But with like a surviving crafting or survival crafting game. You really got to like put in the work and like build a small little shitty hut and then upgrade it and keep adding to He's it. He's complaining over riverfront property. He's complaining over prime real estate. Yeah, he they, really is. They we gave saved- you. They gave you just you know the world your was your swamp. oyster. Your own My trek. <laughs> and he was like one star. This place is terrible. Like. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well. All right, something that I know for a fact is not a crafting survival because the day Bobby plays crafting survivals, I know hell will freeze over, but instead, uh, hell probably froze over in a different way, huh, playing Overwatch 2. How was that? (laughs) I've been getting back into Overwatch 2 a little bit here and there, but what I really wanted to talk about was the new hero that got released. So there was a big patch, a lot of um, balances happening with the game, but the big news is the new hero. And I want to say that this was released at this time because of Earth Day coming up, but I don't think that was the case. This new hero is called Life Weaver, and he's this uh, pretty boy environmentalist who has a flower on his back, big old giant flower on his back, and he's a healer. So he, he's got a charged healing shot, which I guess is kind of cool. When he dies, he leaves this little thing you can pick up that heals your teammates. Um, but what's really interesting about him is his ability to take the flower off his back and use it as a platform on somebody. So you can take any member of your team and just like raise them up really high in the sky, allow them access to like buildings or just give Wait, them a, high in the sky. Wait, high God in the sky. View? Dude, come on. Yep. <laughs> come on. And look down, so you can look down on everyone and kill them. Um, and he's also got another ability, which I don't think any Overwatch character had, but you see it in, it's in Heroes of the Storm. It's in World of Warcraft. I think in Warcraft, the priests have it. It's called Life Grip, I want to say. It's where you can, you, it's like a hook, but you grab one of your teammates and you pull them back to you. Um, which is a really fun ability. You control people with it a little bit, but it's, it's very helpful in a lot of situations. Um, I know in Heroes of the Storm, you can do this, but in Overwatch, it actually protects them when you leash them back to you, which seems a little overpowered. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been having a good time playing this game. It's just, uh, I, I just like wish one? I was better at it. I'm, I'm like learning hero by hero or are they called heroes in that game? I don't know. Um, but I'm just trying to like focus on one particular hero and at a time and, and slowly get better at it. But I, I, I don't know. I'm, it's really all about Sea of Thieves right now for me, and I don't want to bore people with that. Even though I had some exciting adventures, Christian and I played some um, a little bit this week. Nothing too exciting happened on that, but uh, but I, I just, learned about oh. the unlockable cats, Bobby. I mean, oh, you did? Yeah, yeah I told them all about cats because I got a cat. Um, it just follows you around. What did you name it? What's the name um, of your cat? McGarnagle. Yeah, Mr. McGarnagle. And Bobby, what did you name your mister. ship? <laughs> Why are you calling him Mr.? I thought. But he's got, not only is he a little cat, but I bought an outfit for him. So he's got a little hook hand in place of one of his paws, and he's got an eye patch. He's so a little fucking pirate cute. cat. 
That's yeah. adorable. Dude, it's pretty awesome. Are you talking about a digital cat? Yeah. 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 Okay. And <laughs> the first thing you did was mutilate it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't mutilated. I mean, it's a pirate. I mean, cat. seen some he stuff. He gave it it's a peg leg. First so. mate McGarnagle. He's stuff. been through some. Now it sees less stuff. I thought you told <laughs> me I could only refer to him as Mister McGarnagle. No, it's just, it's first mate McGarnagle. Sorry, call first him mate. First yeah, mate. It, it's, I'm the captain of the ship. Then it's first mate McGarnagle. Then it's Christian. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, wait, <laughs> what's some rocks. What's the name of the ship? What's the name of the ship? Oh, the Scooty Puff Jr.? Yeah, the Scooty Puff Jr. <laughs> so we were doing- So I bought a ship. You can buy ships in this game. Yeah. And when you buy them, you can name them. And then you can like uh, decorate them and level them up. And yeah, it was either going to be Scooty Puff Jr., which if you watch Futurama, you know what that is. Or it was going to be Sloop Doggy Dog. And I wasn't sure which one. Oh, oh Sloop, Sloop Doggy, Doggy Dog. Dog. <laughs> nice. That's such a good one. Yeah, so it could have been. The whole time we were playing, as a quick aside, I keep seeing- it. We're- completing these missions and up on the bottom of our screen it says uh i can't even, the name of the ship has completed this mission what's the name of the ship again scooty puff jr. scooty puff jr has got xp scooty puff jr has completed this mission i was like who the fuck is this person around us i thought it was just like a ship or a player that was constantly around us and then near the end of the session i look back and in a plaque on the ship is Scooty Puff McJr. I was like, oh God, it was us the whole fucking time. <laughs> Jesus. If you do run into another ship, it will show their name. Like it'll pop up like that and show show the name of them. We didn't when Christian and I played, we didn't run into any other ships, which was kind of unusual. I, I feel like every other time I play that game, it's like people won't leave me alone. I'm constantly having to uh fight fight people off. See if these right. is it was the, the name change. Yeah, the <laughs> see if these yeah. is a good time. I would love to play it with everyone. Love to play it with Emilio, Nick, and Amanda, and of course Bobby, if he would graciously allow us to go on his ship once more. Well, my, it's only a sloop, so it only fits two people. Oh, jeez. Um, okay, you know, I could save up for a brig or a galleon, and we could, uh, yeah, we could have some adventures. So fun. So that would fun. be awesome. It was really DLG fun. adventures. Yeah. yeah, and they Ooh, they got a mode uh, now where you can just do pvp it's like 1v1 boat versus boat and you just jump right into it and uh you do have to bring your own resources but they are catering to all the people who just want to pvp now oh and i found another way to get ancient coin christian you can do uh, get it by uh getting these reaper bounties which you have to do like pvp and hunt people down oh shit the ancient coin is like what you can buy with real money or you can earn in game to buy the really cool stuff like pets i can't and, buy my um, cat without it guys i was seriously considered i played like three hours and i was like do i want to pay ten dollars for a cat yeah why not well, <laughs> yeah I'm a, i might get the plunder pass which is what they call their season pass <laughs> because <laughs> it always, it always it makes me laugh <laughs> it's a great name plunder pass yeah because you know how season passes work um they show you all the cool stuff you could be getting as you level it up and you get some of the stuff, but then they show like, well, if you have the plunder pass, then you could be unlocking all this. And Are you in it? I, I am at level 89 this season and the max is a hundred. So if I get the plunder pass, like I, I just unlock all these cosmetics. I get more ancient coin. I get all this stuff. Like I, I may do it. I mean, 10 bucks. What the hell is as much as I'm playing this game and we'll probably continue to play this game. It's probably worth the investment. Wow. This it's game's amazing that Bobby is investment. putting real money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's that should tell everybody. He's highly recommended. Well, the other but thing it's not too an investment. Is, <laughs> let's just not call it an investment. It is totally. Well, I, I, well, I guess you get 
what i, I, I mean cosmetics are the only thing you can get in that game so and people put a lot of weight into that when you're sailing around with all your cool stuff people are like okay oh you've unlocked that commendation you've got this like all right that you know what you're doing Mr. McGarnagle commands a level of respect <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you see McGarnagle. You know what's up, but when you when you buy the plunder pass, it's good for I think a season. I don't know if you have to do it every month. I think it's for the season, and the seasons last a long time. I'm not sure on this. It's three months, maybe like a real season. Yeah, well, I think like the next season's in July, season ten, the the tenth season, and how long's that game been out? So, oh yeah, yeah. Well, not, that's not a good because when did they start doing this? Yeah, when they start doing a season pass. But still, I mean, they've only had 10 seasons, and it's April right now, and the next one's not till July, so at least three months. I mean, season (laughs) nine's been going on for a while. We should. All he's doing is sharing his thought process on spending this $10. (laughs) The justification for the $10. It's July. There's only 10. (laughs) I could work it into the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $10 for three months? Yeah. Guys, we need to prioritize a sea of thieves. Look at the joy on Bobby's. When's the last time we've seen some something this joyous make well, him smile. It, it's a know? similar situation to Emilio and the Witcher. It took me multiple times mm. to coming back to this game. And this game had like everything. It was like, okay, pirates, it's got ship battles. Remember when I was crazy about Black Wake? I stayed up till like six in the morning. Well, the, the night I discovered Black Wake, like I played that game for like eight hours straight on a work night. And uh, yeah, dude, like ship battles, like everything that I absolutely love. And I'm like, why can't I get into this game? And then it just, it really took, I don't know, time and um, getting, kind of getting sherpaed by some people who knew what they were doing, just running into people who are just like explaining to these really basic things that I just would have never figured out. I think it was like a combination of things, but it finally took like right now. It's I'm not just like, Dude. intuitive. I will, I will no. not give it that. No, they, like, they drop you in and it's just like, there, there it is, man. Figure it out. It's like, it's like a, a Elden ring or a dark souls type of thing where it's just, you have to discover it on your own. Which is uh, how do I cool. get my map out? Oh, right. Click three times. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah and the radio manuals, I got to play around with that because I've seen some people stream and play and I'm like, how are they getting around and doing things so fast? They must've changed the default settings, but yeah, you've got to, you got to press Q and then F and then like three to load this. And then if you want to load like, oh, I, I don't want cannons or cannonballs. I want blunder bombs. And it, okay, I got to press Q, then R, then F. It's like all this weird stuff. It, in two weeks time, it's gotta, in two weeks time, Emilio, you've been working so hard. I see it on your face. I, I see it on your beard. I hear it in your voice. Take a Friday off. We'll all play Sea of Thieves. I think we would have a great, unforgettable time, you know? That's my pick. I'm down. Yeah, I, I, I've never had a problem with that game. I've liked it since the first time I played yeah. it. And it's on Game uh, Pass, so yeah. everybody and can Bob, play it. Bobby likes um, pirate games so much that I feel like it will, might be his destiny. you have anything to say about that, oh, Amanda? Yeah, it just might be his destiny. Uh, and speaking of destiny, obviously Destiny, destiny too. 2. That's right. Uh, <laughs> destiny 2 uh, is a game that I've played quite a bit it's also another game that has been out for a very fucking long time like sea of thieves um and it's still it still continuously is great it is free on steam which is cool um and it's still showing i mean it's got 76 percent of mostly positive but i started getting into this uh being shown by a sherpa who's got a lot of hours uh in this game and i'm still confused <laughs> so <laughs> um it's a lot. It's so it's like a, a shooting 
looter shooter um, open world MMO where there are three different kinds of classes that you could have. I first started with a warlock, which apparently I'm hearing is one of like the harder ones to start with. And so then I made another character that was a hunter um, cause the game's kind of buggy, but it's a lot of fun cause you can get into these, uh, I don't know what they're officially called, but like these mounts and these, they remind me of, um, like the speedsters and in, in star Wars and shit. Cause you just, you're all your stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking up all the words. Nick's not here. So I have to try to channel a little bit of him with the misinformation. No, I like but, speedsters. I think I'll call yeah. them that now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause they go so fucking fast and it's awesome. Like, um, and so they have those, so you have mounts to kind of like get around if you want to there's missions and stuff that you can join in on and kill a lot of bosses and fight people and it's just i've been having so much fun trying all the different guns the aim assist is awesome so if you're super drunk like i was saturday night trying to figure out how to play this game the aim assist just makes you feel like you're a god because you're gonna still kill most people (laughs) so uh which is fantastic so it's pretty relatively easy but it's there's so much going on in the game um and it's funny because my buddy when he was he was trying to like guide me how to play this because it's just overwhelming when you join an mmo that has been going on for years right and i kind of did the same to him because recently i also started playing elder scrolls online again and i realized how difficult it can kind of be to be like where do we start where do you start what there's so many options right there's so much shit that you can do that you just kind of get paralyzed and like where to start and go first you know and so um i kind of felt like destiny 2 has that at least for me right now so it almost is like a high learning curve in itself and so i'm really looking forward to spending more time and actually playing this and learning more on how to play it and things like that and my buddy hopefully too with elder scrolls online because yeah like i said with these big mmos that have been out for just years it is uh it can be a lot to take on when it's your first time joining and playing but it's been so much fun so far i love running around and just shooting and killing people and getting headshots i mean we don't need to talk about again uh you know how easy the aim assist is or anything like that it's pure skill obviously obviously yeah, clearly yeah obviously yeah <laughs> so um Super fun though, like the ultimate use, like on on my uh, warden or like my warlock or whatever. Um, I had really cool, uh, like fire sword that I was just like slaying the the bosses and shit with, and it's just it's beautiful, like it's visually just awesome, and it kind of makes me obviously feel like it's Halo, seeing as Bungie made it, but like it's a wonderful MMO um so far and i'm just having a blast it's a lot different than the very first time i played it because i did play this game when it first came out and it felt very like they kind of had a system that was a lot more like deep rock galactic at least the last time that i played where you select your mission and you kind of launch into that whereas this feels now much more open-ended and open world and like i would expect something from like elder scrolls online where you can just kind of go anywhere and so um it's definitely different and has changed but I dig it. So this game is, when it went to Steam, it went free to play. But I'm looking at all the DLC. There is quite a bit of it here. Looks like oh, a light yeah. Is Destiny 1 or 2 that you got into? 2. Uh, Chad really got into Destiny 1. And Destiny 1, I think, had a lot of problems that they fixed in Destiny 2. But a lot of us played Destiny 2. I remember when that came out. Um, there were quite a few people in, in our community playing it and I got really into it and there were some fantastic things. I have no idea where the game is at now, but they had, um, they had a raid and 
at the end of the raid, there was obviously a boss fight, but there was also this puzzle that you had to solve also while fighting off these minions and everything. And it was just, I hadn't really experienced anything quite like that. It was really, really awesome. The problem was it was only one of them. Like they, that was mm. like the only instance that they had. I'm sure there's much more now. The other thing too is the classes. So I think I played as a guardian or whatever the tankier class was. Yeah. And I just didn't feel enough of a difference between the classes um, at least when you went into raids or when you played with other other people, it didn't seem like, okay, I'm taking care of like all the damage and protecting everybody. And this person is doing the healing. And then this person's doing the damage is more just like, let's all just kill things. Um, but we all do it in slightly different Our ways. But ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm so it was doing kinda, it in pink. And yeah, I will you know, I, say it still kind of feels like that because like I was playing mm -hmm. um, a warlock and went to a hunter uh, and what you were talking about was because all three of those are called guardians, but you were talking about a titan uh, is like the oh, tanky okay. one. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I'd have to play the titan to really know, but even the hunter to the warlock, like I still feel like it kind of feels the same. You know what I mean? It's still like a shooter going around and mm -hmm. like I said, we're all just killing stuff, but slightly yeah. different. Yeah, it's hard to differ the classes when it's a shooter because you're essentially just shooting people. You don't have that many abilities, at least not like you would in World of Warcraft. But yeah, even just not even the differences between the DPS classes, but from like, like there's really not what I'd consider a tank or a healer in that. But I don't know. I haven't played that game in years. This must have been 2018, I think, when it came out and I was playing a ton of it. It looks like it came out on October 2019, which, I mean, to me, doesn't feel like that long ago. But yeah, I just feel like Destiny 2 has been out I think for that's forever. When it went to Steam. Oh, probably. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say, I feel like it's been out for a very long time. Yeah, it was out before that, but it was on what? EA? And I remember I had to do this really annoying transfer thing um, to get my account onto Steam. Um, but it, it all worked out, so it was fine. But. Yeah, Here's this is the thing. only game I ever played on what was Google's uh gaming service that failed. Oh, Stadia? Stadia. Oh, yeah. This is the only Sparta. game I ever played on Stadia. I mean, not for very long. I just tried it out to see what it would look like. And uh, this is one of those games where I never I I'm going to argue with Bobby again. Grr. Uh <laughs> that I never understood. He's like, "Yeah, I have 110 hours on it and I just it's got no end game. And I'm like, whew, like, uh, that's hard. That's a hard pill for me to swallow. Like if you pay a hundred and, and Chi was in the same camp, you guys had all both played like a hundred hours of this game. And then also said that it wasn't. Well, there was nothing flaws. at the end. I'm sure there is now, but yeah, there, there was nothing at the end. You know, actually when I stopped playing, they had just released the first, DLC. And that's another thing. People had problems with the DLC and the way they released it. Um, I can't remember what exactly happened, but I think you kind of got punished if you purchased this early. Like you you ended up paying more or uh -oh. something. But I, I don't know. But they had just released this other DLC and that had a really good, um, I don't know what you call it, a raid or uh, whatever type of content that is. But I mean, it was coming along, but yeah, it, it takes a long time just to get to the top level, just to be able to do the cool stuff or the cool thing at the time. But, but you, uh, had, you had fun getting up to that level. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of grindy, but yeah, it was fun. Mm. It's a, it's a bungee shooter and they got really good gum gunplay. It's like halo. It's very satisfying. 
But yeah. if it wasn't fun, you wouldn't have continued with it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, fun's a loose term, man. People sitting in front of the <sighs> slot machine pumping quarter after quarter think they're having fun. Do, you know? do they? <laughs> It's oh, fun yeah. or it's fun. They're having dude. fun. I mean, I have fun chopping down wood. So you know what I mean? Take what I'm about to say, like with a grain of salt. This game is a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, talk about what was not fun. No, it, I'm not going to say that it wasn't. It has a very good review on Steam. It is called Star Survivor. I brought it up on the radar probably four or five weeks ago. It's another one of these... Um, survivor likes right or vampire survivors um it's you know uh, these games you are a central figure and swarms of enemies come towards you uh this time it's a spaceship which makes way more sense to me you know um you're shooting these aliens as they come like space invader aliens as they come towards you and um it is it's funny because I'm like, that's not a real vampire survival game because like it's like it's a brand new genre, and then I'm like, now now I'm a truest, you know, because there's so much to this game, and I'm I'm not gonna slight it for it. I'm just saying it's not what I'm used to. So your spaceship has four quadrants: um, the front, rear, left, and right, and each one has X amount of slots in it. And so when you get an upgrade or a new weapon, you can attribute that upgrade or weapon to one of the slots in one of your quadrants. And then you might get something like a like a um, bonus to lasers, right? Um, like lasers do 10% more damage in this quadrant. So unless you have your lasers on your right quadrant, your left wing, your right wing, um, it's not gonna, it, it's useless or whatever. You can pick it or not pick it or whatever, but, um, there's a lot more to this. It's almost like you're running four characters at once because each part of your ship is a new character. Um, and besides that, you also have to think about the orientation of your ship. So if you are being attacked by things that are susceptible to lasers, you want to put the laser side of your ship towards that character uh, to those aliens, even though, even though um, they might all be attacking from that side, you want to spin your ship to make sure that, you know, you're getting the maximum amount of ownage out of, out of everything. Um, I, I had a good time with it, uh, but I, I feel like one of the, best factors is like something Bobby had talked about of these vampire survival games is that like it's, it's a reduction of uh, Diablo or something like that, where you're playing, you're playing, you're playing, you're upgrading, upgrading, upgrading. And then this dumbs it down to just running away from things and then upgrading and build, having a build something that you made for that run. And, you know, it's really rewarding. Um, this makes it a lot more <laughs> work, way less idle, you know? And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, it's a deviation from what we are have grown used to in the last year or whatever, whenever that came out. Um, I like it. I think it's good. Um, I think it makes way more sense in a, 
in the starfighter type thing. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, it didn't super grab me right away. But that, you know, I played this game for like an hour or two. So I think Bobby will like it because it's uh, top down. Top down. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Much more precise I, control. I feel like this. the things you're saying about this could be said about that Deep Rock Galactic one that's coming out. Like it's adding a lot more stuff to a very simple idea. And I'm wondering how that's going to play out. But yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. I, it's for, like $4. Like, go buy it. And don't listen to me. It's I have four no bucks. idea what I'm talking about. I thought it was yeah. more than that. Yeah. Pretty sure okay. it's like 4 bucks. All right. Well, before we move on to uh, listener questions, let's give a quick shout out. We got some subs. Recycled 56 months. He says, yo. Yo. <laughs> And also, um, go to dlgaming.net and you can click on a button that says merch and you can get super cool clothes like this one. Whoa, that's a, that's so similar. I don't, yeah. Who designed pretty, that? That's awesome. Pretty cool. A, a little too similar, actually. We no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's all it is, is a fighting game inspired t-shirt. So, so it yes. has nothing to do with any particular one. Yes. Yeah. But that's Legally. what it looks like. Yes. And now that you're curious because of the controversy, uh, <laughs> you can go to dlgaming.net and check out our designs. These Canadian prices on our shirts. Wow. Yeah, dude. The the loony and toony ain't what they used to be. That's what I was saying. <laughs> but the decal can... stands strong. The decal is, right. is strong. Decal stands strong. <laughs> We've got some cool designs on there, though. Some that look a little, you know, cyberpunky. Some that look a little uh, Bioshock. We got a little uh, we no, no, one no, no, one not, fighting not game that what? <laughs> no, well, you got to be like adjacent. It's like um, you know, mystical warrior in a subterranean um, nondescript, nondescript. Place. Yeah, nondescript. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, well, that's yeah, what I said. Yeah. It's like it's like that. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like Bioshock a, light. It's, yeah, it's like, a crab like. I got it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah and. <laughs> So it's perfect. You can get our, our DLG shield on there. You can get a cool little uh, Steam-like logo uh, on there. More. All kinds of fun stuff. You can be a winner, winner, chicken dinner with that shirt. And yeah, check it out. You can even Let's get Poppy. Honest, Pop, yeah, Poppy's our best one. And Poppy's dead. And that's why he's our best one. In memory of Poppy. <laughs> he lives on in our hearts. That's right. We've got some other subs here. Smajeff, 36 months. He says, three years, where does the time go? Where does it go indeed, man? That's awesome. That's right. dude. It three flies. Year mark. All right. And then Tommy Hilnick for three months. Love the podcast. Podcast loves you too, dude. Yeah, we thank appreciate you. appreciate it. All right. Man, that's pretty good. Three subs. It's not even the beginning of the month. We do have some listener questions here. One of these are for Nick, so we'll omit that. And uh, when Nick is back, we'll uh, we'll save that question for him. First one comes from Pyronical. He says, what are your middle names? Uh, do you want my social security? Like, what else do you want, dude? Like, Jesus. 
Well, Emilio, who's not there anymore. I mean, he's, you know, he's Mexican. So I think he's got like four names. So I don't know how, I don't know if you have a middle name when you have an even number of names, but uh, Everyone my, my middle name is Edward, which is a family name. It's my grandfather was named Edward. My brother's name is Edward. So, you know, a lot of Edwards in, uh, in my family. It's a popular name. Robert I never Edward. guessed that. Robert Edward Digital? <laughs> Just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Edward. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, Bobby, you're a son of a bitch. Listen, in in Hispanic Hispanic cultures, you take the middleest name of the seven or eight names, and you know whatever. And then, uh, if it is an even even uh, numbered amount of names, then you take the favorite of the two middleest names. Just pick one. Which is why my middle name is Starfire. No, uh, my actually my middle name is Emilio. Um, if you listen to enough episodes, you might know what my first name is. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave yeah, it there. Yeah, you mentioned it before. Oh, damn. That, hmm. Yeah. That's funny. My Mexican girlfriend goes by her middle name, too. That must be a thing. Uh. <laughs> well, giving somebody two names, like you, they get the option, you know? Yeah. Take your pick. Which is cool. It's, it's always confusing like at Starbucks, though, or whenever you have to like put your name on something. You put your full name? What? No. What? You write no, because, Robert Edward Digital? You, they're, they're like, can I get a name? You're like, Mr. Robert Edward Digital to you. No, no. Anytime you've got like varying names like that, it can cause problems because there's like the it official does. name. And I will like, say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time I call a utility, I'm like, ooh, which one did I go with this utility? Like I <laughs> throw the dice and they're like, no, you're a robber. And I'm like, no, I'm not a robber. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, my middle name is Rose. It comes after my great, like great grandmother on my mom's side, who apparently was a badass bitch. So that's uh, that's comforting. I hated roses growing up. I was like, no. And now it's uh, I, I originally was like, it's such an old person's name, and I hated my middle name. But now I really enjoy it. Uh, and it's probably because I am now an old person. Nice. So- <laughs> Grew into it. <laughs> every rose has its thorn, and every cat has its claws. I know, yes. I just got scratched the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, respect your animals, everyone. My middle names are Hank and Alexander. Nothing special. What? Yeah. Wait, you have two and one of them's Hank? And my whole family has two. Everyone everyone on the French side has two middle names. So okay. Hank, Alexander. Yep. Hank, traditional French name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or as they uh, say, honk. Honk. Yeah. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Hank sounds like it should be short for something. Yeah, Hankerdoodle, yeah. hanker but we don't go there. Hank- it's a hankering. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a hankering for that. Wow. All right. Warconius has quite a few questions here, and they're long, so let's get to these. Uh, recently, I had to go to Bellingham, Washington to get my Nexus Global Entry card, and while I was there, I got some stuff at Trader Joe's. How is this place possible? I'm paying half of what I do in Canada, and everything is relatively high quality. First of all, Canada, super expensive, apparently. But Trader Joe's, I thought that was, uh, we have some of those around here. And I always thought they were a little pricey. I don't know, compared to like our typical grocery stores. I don't know where. I feel like they're bougie light. Like bougie is the Whole Foods. Yeah, not like, they're they're not quite Whole Foods, but they're just a hair down, a step down. You you might think that, but somehow a lot of their stuff is cheaper than grocery stores. 
Hmm. I think it might have something to do with them. Like, uh, I don't, I used to, I lived in, I lived, I worked in grocery stores for 20 years. So I know a little bit about it. And, uh, something like 60 or 70% of what you're buying in a grocery store is owned by one company, which is Kraft. Um, so they set the prices basically. Um, I think by going around the whole Kraft thing, um, they can offer cheaper prices on certain items, especially when it's like farm to table stuff like nuts mm. and stuff like that. All that and produce that stuff a lot of time is a lot cheaper at Trader Joe's. So Trader Joe's in general is a hero in my book. And they have a podcast apparently, and they're on episode 62. I listened to a two and a half hour podcast with the CEO of Trader Joe's. And before I went to America the first time, I wanted to go to one because it was so interesting. They pay their people who work there the most of any American grocery store, which I thought yeah. was cool. I, I could support that if I wanted to. But also, their prices are not astronomical. And they have all no. these cool, unique products that they filter in, and that's part of their business model. And that's awesome, because every time you go, you get something new. And yeah. Once you uh, once you have a family with like four people, a dog, and two cats, uh, you start looking for the advantages here and there. And we shop at three places in general. Like it's Trader Joe's. You got to get the bulk in Costco. Um you get the good stuff at Trader Joe's, and then, uh, you know, whenever you have to pick up something quick, you do that wherever you have to do that. Mm. Yeah, maybe I thought Trader Joe's was expensive just because they're kind of... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, posh, they're kind of so Not posh. Yeah, not uh, posh, but they're more... It's a boutique. A little more boutique-ish, a little hipster-ish, a little... Uh, yeah, but it's kind yeah. of funny how we apply those... Uh, those labels, like if you look at uh, someone driving like a, a $45,000 truck, you could still like that person could still be called a redneck, you know? <laughs> but if you look at somebody like bicycle, bicycling to work, you're like, look at this like posh asshole or something, you know, it's kind of weird how like the labels can apply there. But, and they're yeah, regional. I like Trader, Trader Joe's. Uh, and yeah. for the Canadian situation, we're owned by three uh monopolies there's three grocery chains in canada i mean there's more but there's three big ones and they uh you know they go to court for things like price fixing on bread and collaborating between each other on prices so generally stuff here is pretty high as well mm. i oh, find you know what's funny i i'm sorry I, for those that don't know that like the the staples for keeping people alive like uh eggs Bread, milk, maybe maybe one or two things more. That's all controlled by the government. Like the, yeah, that's I would say that's probably a good thing because like in in times of strife you can't price gouge. Yeah, so that's a good thing. I think I think it is. I don't know like how that plays out long term, but man, look, we're getting deep grocery over here. Yeah. What? yeah. <laughs> well, I was just going to say too, like I. Grocery stores are so fascinating. Of course they are. Like, I mean, it's a cornerstone of the human experience is to eat, right? And so, like, it makes sense that where we get our groceries to. I love traveling and seeing all the different groceries that everybody has, like, yeah. West Coast. And it's always, like, this subsidiary of, like, basically a fucking Kroger. Like, it all comes from kind of Kroger, which to me is, I see is, I kind of view the hierarchy of, <laughs> of grocery stores as based off of nothing but anecdotal evidence of traveling all <laughs> around the United States for three years and, like, using 
a lot of different grocery stores, but like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's are kind of bougie. Like Trader Joe's is like bougie light because it is cheaper and it's really cool. Uh, a lot of the special products and the things they have. Um, nobody can afford Whole Foods. And then, and then below Trader Joe's, it would be like the regional grocery store chain. Like, for example, to me in California, it was very much Safeway. You guys have Safeway and like, uh, what is yeah. it? Albertsons, I think is the other one yeah. that's like kind of the same. And then yep. you have like, in some places, Vons are really nice. And in some places, Vons are fucking dumpy. And so it's just like, it's interesting with those ones. That's regional. Where I'm at now in Pennsylvania, it's all giant eagle. Um, in Texas, they have HEBs, which are fucking awesome because I They're do awesome. love the... They're so awesome. I love the like great, local but quality wise. Like well, I mean, and it's price for quality. And they do local shit all the time, which is what's the coolest to me. Cause it's like a bunch of people are making their own stuff there. Like Bluebell ice cream is made by Texans in Texas for Texans. And like I love that shit. And Meyer in the Midwest is kind of like that. In Michigan, we have Meyer. And so it's so awesome that you know, each place kind of has their regional local grocery store chain in a sense, even though I'm sure they all still come from like Kroger and Kraft mm -hmm. <laughs> shit like that. But then you have like Aldi, which is like the much cheaper one that a lot of people will go to as well. And that's kind of like your pseudo bulk, not for bulk. And then you have your bulk ones of Costco and uh, and Sam's Club. And that's the rundown of uh, the million American grocery store chains. We should have hmm. a, a fighter, you know, like a fighting game, but it's a grocery the characters oh are grocery God. stores. That would be hilarious. <laughs> are just actual grocery stores yeah. fighting? Yeah. Like anthropomorphic gro grocery yeah, stores totally. doing combat? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. actually a great fucking idea, dude. Because, yeah. like, I can just imagine, like, the Myers dude being, like, yeah, and already adding an S that isn't even there. He would just be, like, the derpiest fucking fighter who, like, you just wouldn't think work. But then he ends up, like, sweeping house anyway, you know? Yeah, Trader Joe's is throwing, like, these peanut butter brookie bombs. And he's, like, <laughs> jumping around the screen. <laughs> Right. Over combat. It's just you could just hear the beep beep. <laughs> All right. Final question from Warconius here. He wants to talk about gaming demographics. He says, What impact do you think demographics have on popular game design? The transition to more character-based games with social aspects could be more millennial-friendly, like Stardew Valley, Fortnite, and Overwatch, versus the more dark, brutal, and solitary experiences of Gen X, like Doom, Counter-Strike, and Command and & Conquer. It's hard and to say, man. Like, I don't know what is the most consumerist of digital goods demographic. Oh, Christian knows, right? You would know. Uh, I was distracted. Sorry. What is the what's the question? The, the most profitable demographic for digital goods um, or video games, I guess, to be more specific. Well, he he's provided some statistics here. So, if, according to a study, more than half of PC gamers in 2020 were millennials, aged 23 to 38. And another survey says uh, this is just in Western countries. Millennials make up 42%, Generation Alpha 19%, Generation Z or Z 20%, and Generation X 19%. So like an even split on all the generations except for millennials. Well, I can believe mm -hmm. that. I mean, like a lot of, I, speaking as a millennial, like growing up, video games were a big part in our life kind of early on. 
Um, but in the sense that like a lot of us can still remember not having video games and going outside and playing with grass. So it was kind of like when we discuss when we like when technology got to the point where video games were pretty big and most people in their households could afford it, which I would argue is a lot of the millennial generation, you know, as kids, they, they can get like Sega Genesis and uh, Super Nintendo and things like that. And so it was more accessible for everybody to have it in the millennial generation. Whereas the earlier generations, like I'd imagine Atari and things like that. And like even the very first computers, it was kind of like those that could really afford it because they were so expensive since they were so new. Not every household had them. Whereas by the time you hit like the mid nineties and late nineties, like everybody had video games and then that just continues on. But then now we're finding like a, I, I would assume that like a lot of, you know, a good chunk of millennials have kids and are also playing video games with their kids now. So there's still a consumer and one that's teaching the younger generation of like video games as well. Yeah. I just don't know if any of that has much of an impact on game design. Like if people, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know, but my guess would be no, because with movies, you have something, people talk about a four quadrant movie. It's got to appeal to all four quadrants, men, women, adults, children. Um, that's why like someone will have a movie, they'll, they'll screen it for like producers or whoever's trying to make money. And they said, well, there's no love interest in this movie. You got to put a love interest in this movie. So the women want to see it as well, or they're entertained by it. So like in, in movies, that's a really common thing is appealing to demographics, but I don't, I don't know what video games, like, I don't, know if i've ever heard anybody in like developing games say like you know this this has to appeal to like both men and women or this has to appeal to women or children i it just it always feels like they're following the trends of whatever the really popular games are that are already out there i don't know video games are it's hard to like figure out what's going to be a hit the only thing that i can think of the only example is just games that are just purely cashing in on nostalgia, like games that are resurrecting an old franchise, like a reboot or a remake of like an old nineties game or games that are using a graphical style of, uh, you know, like a, like a 16 bit or eight bit. Um, but like those aren't big tentpole games either. On steam, the highest selling games are strategy games. And it, what is cool about what he shared here is he's saying more than what, half of PC gamers in 2020 were millennials. I know I've looked at charts where every year PC gaming and console gaming falls and mobile gaming grows. So I would assume the effect on game design is just a movement to mobile gaming kind of in general. Well, yeah. We'll yeah. talk about that a little bit. I feel like um, the reason we probably can't put the tail on the donkey is that when mobile games do their most predatory things it's for humans it doesn't matter what generation you are or like there are certain triggers that will you know just click it doesn't matter they're 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 throwing all the paint on the wall and seeing what sticks and paints sticks yeah to but they're trying to get the whales, whole wall and those are typically older people who have jobs and money like they are, they wouldn't be talking or targeting like really young people or or young people that have parents that have credit cards linked to their yeah, accounts and spend 30000 I think they're going for just humans in general. The weakness is in the, in the human structure or whatever we want to call it. Anyway, I'm going to keep drinking. What's next? 
Um, all right. Well, here's one last part of that question. Guess what country has the highest percentage of PC gamers at 46% Ooh. of the total population? So this doesn't mean like the total number of gamers. It's just yeah, yeah. the highest percentage. Per capita. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a hint. It says calling it a country can be politically charged. Got to be Taiwan, oh, then, right? It's got to be Taiwan. I was going to say yeah. Russia, though. Well, they're right next to guess. China. I, I think we all consider Russia a country, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I thought you were just going to say we all consider Taiwan China. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm just saying because it's right next to China, and I figure China has got to be like way up there, and Taiwan is so yeah. close to it that it's probably the same. Um, yeah, I wonder I what the US falls on that. Says it's Taiwan. Well, it's not just that, but. Taiwan's economy has exploded over the last 20 and 10 years. Hmm. In 2020, Taiwan had the highest PC gaming range. Interesting. Cool. Interesting. 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 Gives us a real top-down approach on that. <laughs> we yeah. have to boost our uh, ad sales in Taiwan. Yeah. 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 Yep. Right. Right. Well, Totally. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Alongside with our learn English quick course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should just mark this podcast as like a way to for yeah, yeah. Taiwanese to learn English. Yeah. It, um, it would be uh, Bobby's English and Man's English and whatever Emilio speaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so what's uh, everybody it. playing today oh. or playing next week? Yeah. <laughs> So last I week know. I said Tainted Grail, and I'm going to stick with that this week. If I can get away from Sea of Thieves for enough time, I'm going to play Tainted Grail. Dude, I love that you found something that you uh, tend to play a lot. I was going to say like, but I don't know when you like something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, it finally clicked for me, man. I'm, I'm totally into Sea of Thieves. I'm so glad. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Amanda, what do you got? Yeah, for me, I'm probably, oh man, it's going to be a fucking mix because I don't have any plans for this upcoming weekend, which means it's going to be like this weekend, which is a lot of gaming, but it's a lot yeah. of old shit. And so it's going to be, it's probably going to be, we got Small Lands on Tuesday. Um, and then it's probably going to be a mix of Destiny 2, Valheim, and Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, you know, it's funny. It's like I, I work seven days this week, so I did not have any time for gaming. But okay, Bobby, when I was when I was streaming through, uh, when I was like looking through what I had to play, when I saw Returnal, I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't played Returnal in like eight days. I need to get back to that." Um, I've also been playing a little bit of um, Hogwarts here and there, like very little, like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I play it, I'm like, oh, like, I'm four hours in and I've barely put my shoes on. Like, there's there's so much. There's so much. And by the way, I really like the African girl. Um, I forget uh, her name. The Gryffindor. Yeah, she's yeah. great. I, I thought the voice acting was great. Throughout the whole thing, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying that. Um. But it's probably going to be acid, acid all. What what is that game called? I was just playing it right before. Oh, Loon Acid. Yeah. So I will probably be playing Loon Acid this week uh, if I have any time at all. 
Nice. Not building. Well, hopefully Nick will be back next week because I really do want to hear about um, Resident Evil 4, the remake. I think he's been playing that, but I'm not sure where he's at with uh, moving into the new place, but hopefully he'll be returning. Furman, Texas, everyone. If you see him, say hi. (laughs) Say howdy. Howdy. (laughs) Yeehaw. Give him a yeehaw. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, close this now. <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking yeah. for Christian, Bobby, Amanda, and myself, a good <laughs> Texan, uh, a big set of Texan titties. <laughs> oh, Jesus buddy. fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we could have said speaking for Hank, Eddie, and Rose. And Emilio.